Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I've got Coach Steve Farmer with me. Coach Coach Farmer is currently the offensive line coach at Texas Tech. Before that, he spent time at Utah State as the offensive line coach, Louisiana Monroe as the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Illinois State as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Again, back at Louisiana Monroe as the offensive coordinator. Eastern Michigan as an offensive line coach. And he got his uh, coaching career started at Illinois State as the defensive tackles and tight ends coach and is a graduate of Illinois State. So, uh, Coach Farmer, pleasure to have you. How's it going this morning? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, Just happy to be, you know, moving forward in in this pandemic. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, my first question is, is uh, you've been at, at a lot of uh, great schools with a lot of great programs and, and some great seasons. Talk to me about the importance of the offensive line to the success of those seasons you've had. Oh, I mean, it's uh, without a doubt, there's been two ingredients that has occurred every time we've had great years. Um, we've had a really, really good offensive line and we've had a really good quarterback making tend to go hand in hand um you know when you're suffering in one area one of those two areas it it always seems to be one of those years that you're going to struggle and and have a hard time moving the football but uh you know and when i talk about having a good o-line or or a good quarterback it's not necessarily and i've been very fortunate to coach guys like you know tony romo or jordan love having those guys at at the quarterback position Mm -hmm. um but it's also been just guys that are winners. You know, Colton Browning at, at uh, Louisiana Monroe was, was a great one. And, and, and all three of those uh, quarterbacks I just mentioned all had really, really fine offensive lines in front of them. And not necessarily a ton of NFL guys, uh, you know, although we've had several. Um, it's, it's been, you know, coming together as a collective whole and, and the guy grabbed hold of, hold of his role, whether it be a great center or, or just being a nasty guard um, and, and doing it at a high level. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's kind of been, you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches, coaches on here, and that's sort of been the, 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 the theme throughout everybody that having that. You know, obviously it's a, it's a loaded question. I know the offensive line does play a big part, but, uh, you know, I kind of like to hear everyone else's – everyone's reasoning for it. But a lot of it is because of, of just that, you know, the – you know, what you're talking about. So, 
um, it, it's it's always interesting to hear that from from different different guys, different you know from different backgrounds and and everything. So, uh, I know, I always get I always get a kick out of uh, you know O line coaches that just sit around and talking about how many you know sacks they gave up. Well, you know what? We didn't give up very many last year, and it's because David Yost, our offensive coordinator, does a tremendous job of keep teaching our quarterback to get rid of the football. Right, and, <laughs> right. When I was at Louisiana Monroe, Todd Berry was a, uh, coached our quarterbacks and was our offensive coordinator for part of it. And, uh, golly, he did a great job of teaching that guy to get rid of the football. So it's amazing how it goes hand in hand. Right. And that actually, you know, that, that, that's a great kind of segue to my, my first question is, you know, in, in, in reading through your bio, um, you kind of are – that's kind of your M.O. You know, you don't give up a lot of sacks for – the amount of passes, you know, pass attempts you guys have, uh, you know, is that, can you, you know, you kind of alluded to it a little bit. It has to do with, with the quarterback getting rid of the ball and the offensive coordinator making those, those right calls. But, you know, there is some, some part of it that lies on, on you and the offensive line too. Uh, you know, with that many pass attempts, is that, is that something, do you, do you put more focus on, on the pass pro than, than, you know, the run game, or is it just kind of, uh, that's just how the offenses sort of shake out. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the – you know, that's kind of a loaded question, right. in my opinion, from the standpoint of – you know, when I was at Eastern Illinois, for example, my first O-line job, I worked for a guy named Roy Wickey who was was an awesome offensive coordinator and was really lucky at that young in my career to get around a guy like him. And we finished – I'll never forget, first year coaching, we finished exactly to the yard – uh, number of rushing yards and number of passing yards. And, um, you know, we had a really mature O-line. We had Tony Romo on the backfield. We had two really talented running backs. Was, was one of those guys J.R. Taylor? J.R. Taylor. Heck, yep. heck yeah. Well, he was a dang good one. I mean, we, uh, physical I got, runner. I got to see him up close and personal when he was in high school, when they, him and his brother were at Mount Zion running the oh, yeah. single wing. <laughs> Uh, and he he munched us, man. I'll tell you that much. That's all I'll say is he munched us. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know we were just really our front seven was really really talented mm-hmm. for that level for the whole valley. And um, you know as I bounced around, frankly, when we went to Louisiana Monroe, where we had tremendous skill kids, but it was really difficult um, to to frankly find a offensive lineman. Uh, right, it was a difficult challenge and. So, you know, we, we started spreading the ball around and relying on, you know, quick game became an extension of our run game and gotten to empty a bunch and, and those types of things. And, um, you know, when we went to Utah, you know, when I was out at Utah State and Coach Yost and I got connected and, um, you know, had an opportunity there where, you know, we, we Darwin Thompson had just won a Super Bowl for the Chiefs, one of the running backs up there, kid for out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a tremendous, you know, runner. And we wound up running power, probably as good as anybody in the country that year. And, um, you know, in, in, you know, while Jordan Love was our quarterback and, you know, who was a first-round draft pick and all those things, um, you know, I, I, I just think it's how are you going to get a first down? How are you going to score points at the end of the day? It's our responsibility as the old line coach, or just like the offensive coordinator or, or the wide receiver. How are we going to score points and win football games? And right. I think your players and your you know, where you're at is kind of going to dictate that often. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's, that shows that, you know, the adaptability that we need as offensive linemen, especially, you know, as linemen, not, not only linemen, but linemen coaches as well. You know, we've got to, we've got to be able to sort of fit what we want into each offense we're in and, and through each coach we're working with. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an important, important aspect of our, our, you know, when I say our, I mean us as coaches, uh, you know, kind of repertoire in our, our, our game. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, I mean, you know, kind of a sidebar question to, to that, you know, adding on to the, the, you know, the, the pass pro focusing on the pass pro, is that sort of, is that just kind of entrenched now in Texas tech football that you guys, you know, you got to be up there in the top, 10 in the nation for, for pass attempts. Is that, can you guys thank Mike Leach for that? Or, or is that just well, kind of. I mean, dude, honestly, you, coach offense here at, at uh, Texas tech. And obviously there is a, a tremendous amount of pressure to be, be prolific on offense and, and right. to, to throw the ball around and be exciting. Uh, bottom line is I, I think you would agree with me. at the end of the day, you know, still want to teach toughness, still want to teach, you know, yeah. I, when my wife, who doesn't know if the ball's pumped or stuffed, when she knows we need to run the football, we think well better be able to run the football. Right. And uh, you know, we're going to keep working to 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 you know to get that direction. Um, just become more balanced. But uh, heck, I, you know, one of the favorite things I like to tell people, you know, when I'm just you know talking about offenses and stuff is in 2012, I'm at Louisiana Monroe and we threw the ball 77 times, I believe. Uh, to beat the University of Arkansas uh, one night. Oh, wow. Later that year, we threw it 16 times, I think it was, or maybe 12 times to beat Middle Tennessee. And, and my point for saying that is just, you know, what are they can weigh, being able to adjust midstream, and, and uh, you know, everybody's going to drop eight. Shoot, you should be able to run the right. football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we if we can't if we can't run the football when they're dropping eight, that's we got to look at ourselves in the mirror as offensive line coaches then and figure something else out. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my, uh, one of the other questions I've got for, and this is something that sort of, I've asked this of a bunch of guys already, and it, it's something that intrigues me. Um, you know, you graduated from Illinois state and got your coaching career started at Illinois state. How, uh, talk to me a little bit about, about that transition and uh, not necessarily transition, but, but uh, you know, talk to me about that experience. And then, you know, look, looking on later on in your career, going back to Illinois state as the offensive coordinator, uh, talk to me just a little bit about coaching at your alma mater and kind of how, how special that was for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I got done playing in 98 and that spring I was, shoot, I was all set. I was just going to go back to Oklahoma, be a math teacher and coach football, a high school coach. And, and, uh, you know, my, my family was all back that way. And, mm -hmm. and all, all my family was in education, that, that part of the country. So that was my plans. And one, one day in the spring, Todd Berry, our head coach, asked me what I was my plans were, and I, I told him, and uh, they had just had a, a coach, uh, you know, one of those restricted earnings coaches, uh, leave for another job and asked me if I would be interested. Mm -hmm. And, uh, dude, absolutely. I had a wonderful experience. College football was the most special time of my life. Um, I just I enjoyed every aspect about it and right. 
So, uh, you know, when he presented that opportunity, I, I jumped at it and they restricted my wages. A lot. I think there was only 10 months of my year and about a check for about six or 700 bucks a month. And, right. and we were happy to do it, you know? And, um, so I did that for two years. And what was interesting, he left to go to army after that first year I was with him and, and we won 11 games. So I thought this coaching thing was really easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but my wife, um, she, she needed to finish up her student teaching stuff. So when he went to the army, there was no really good option for her to go to school like that way. Um, we, he actually worked out with the AD at the time to allow me to be the holdover basically for Deborah Johnson and the new staff that was coming in. So okay. I had an opportunity to work for him for a year and uh, that was good. And then, uh, um, and then had a chance to go to Eastern Illinois from there. You know, working at Alma Mater, I probably appreciated as a restricted earnings coach. As a young guy, you know, you're just trying to learn football every right. day. Uh, when I went back and had a chance to work for Brock Spack and, and was on his first staff there at Illinois State, and he's done a tremendous job there at Illinois State. Um, you know, it was just uh, – it was amazing to me how important, how much pressure – um, and I think you guys will all under, appreciate this. One of the first scores I look at every Saturday is Illinois State's. That was I was actually going to ask you that if you if you still check up on Absolutely. the box scores for them. Absolutely, man. I, 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 I'll always be a red bird, and mm-hmm. that's a, an important part of who I am uh, to me. And uh, so going back there and, and spending that year, and heck, I would have never left. I just, you know, I spent the year there, and, and, and every weekend was, you know gut-wrenching win or lose you know the wins were almost like a relief and the the losses were you know just triple what they normally felt like right. as just a coach or just a player you know what I mean just this your alma mater you want them to succeed at a high high level um and I frankly I wouldn't have ever left I, I just had an opportunity to you know I went back to Louisiana Monroe because Todd Berry got the head job who was the head coach I played for at Illinois State so I kind of chose alma mater or or the guy you played for, and I right. had a great relationship with, uh, you know, just a unique relationship with Todd Berry. So that's that's why I left. Right, and and I mean, it's you know, that's that's kind of the nature of the beast of our business we're in too. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. loyalty is very very important, but sometimes you know when you get that point where it's kind of climb the ladder or plateau. You know, I guess if you want to use that that analogy, some you know, we we as coaches you know, we yearn to climb the ladder a little bit then, then, so it's, you know, I completely understand that, uh, yeah, that transition you had to make. Yeah. I mean, it's, I always put it in the perspective is it's no different than I want to recruit and sign young men that want to go into the NFL. Right. And if they can do it in three years and truly, truly get drafted, I'm all for them. If it's here for four or five years, and then they leave. I'm all for them. Right. I really don't want the young man who doesn't want to become an NFL football player. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, oh, I absolutely. Want a driven I think that's what we all are as coaches. That's why we stayed in it because we're driven. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, so last question I've got for you, coach, and this has been uh, a, a tough one for some guys. Um, You've coached at a lot of great places, and, and you've coached a lot of great players. Uh, you played with some great players. If you could, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen, uh, you know, between guys you've coached or guys you played with or guys you're just 
you know, you were a fan of growing up, who, who would be on that five man offensive line? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Oh, uh, probably I'm just going to go with some guys that played for me. Okay. Um, you know, um, Josh Allen, who was would be my center, he he played for me at uh, Illinois at Louisiana Monroe. Excuse me. Um, probably my tackles would be Alfred Edwards and Travis Bruffy. Uh, Alfred played for me at Utah State. Travis played for me here at Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my guards, I would. Uh, oh, I'd probably go with – I'd probably go with Terrence Still, who just signed with the Cowboys. So he played here. And then um, – oh, well, this is a toughie. <laughs> I would – I would um, – I'd probably go with John O. Fisher. He wasn't the most talented, but he was, he met me every Monday and Tuesday mornings at 6 – 6 a.m. at the facility to do his uh, film study. He, he's one of those special guys. Right. That's and awesome. That goes, it, was, it was really cool to see him prepare. Tyrone Smith is a fun one to just watch, though. Golly, man. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's got their NFL guy they like to pick up and watch. And of course, growing up in Oklahoma, I'm a big Cowboys fan. And uh, But, boy, that that young man is something else, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's – I can't remember. I think it was yesterday I was talking with somebody about kind of – the renaissance of offensive linemen right now and, and how it's 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 getting noticed so much more than than ever and 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 I can remember watching that guy play college football at USC and I can remember for some reason it always sticks in my mind about kind of the un un you know the 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 disrespect we get as 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 offensive linemen as uh athletes but I can remember a picture of him from high school um, and he's in, he's working out and he's got his shirt off and he, he was about six, six, two seventy five, and he had eight pack. I mean, and he was just the most jacked guy I've ever seen in my life. Um, and he's, and you're right though. He is, uh, he does some things, not just athletically, but just from a physical standpoint that you just kind of say, Holy crap. How, how is this guy this big and this physical and can still run like a four, six forty. So. Yeah, I think he's you know just watching. You know, he he's he's a student of the game. It appears. I mean, he's always in such a good position yeah. with his body and all. You know, you know, hats off to to him to not only just be gifted. There's so many just gifted people, um, but to to apparently put a lot of work into it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's a that's a great list, though. I can I can appreciate that list. So that's they've all been different, and uh, they've all been been very interesting. So I can appreciate that. Um, well, Coach, uh, we'll get you out here if you want to do me a favor, uh, drop your Twitter handle and any other information you want the listeners to know, uh, and then we'll get you on your way. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you having me. Um, obviously, we're always looking for the next great O lineman. Uh, my handle is at Coach Farmer TTU on Twitter, and uh, feel free to hit me up. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it's always open. And, frankly, with this pandemic, I've learned how to use Zoom and some of those other <laughs> things. So uh, staff visits and all those things have uh, become relatively, you know, in the old days it was you couldn't afford it or right. you had to, you know, have one opportunity 
spring to go visit somewhere. And uh, uh, if we can help you here at Tech, we'd love to do that. Awesome, Coach. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me this morning. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys are all staying safe and staying healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, we will, we'll see you on the other side of this thing. Thanks, Tony. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.